Welcome to the Renewed by Truth podcast. Do you struggle with feelings of unworthiness, self-doubt, or just feeling like you are not enough? Do you want to make more of an impact for God's kingdom, but have beliefs that hold you back? Trust me, I have been there. If you are plugging in here today, this is not another self-help podcast, but one steeped in biblical truth. I will help you overcome limiting beliefs, find your true identity in Christ, and live out your God-given purpose. My name is Candy Creech, and this is the Renewed by Truth podcast. Let's get started. Welcome back, friends, to the Renewed by Truth podcast, and we are in season three. I can't believe it. We started in December of 2021. It's July of 2022. I'm so excited to be here with you. And today we're going to be talking about affirmations. So before we get started on that, I want to remind you that I started us a Facebook group community for Renewed by Truth. What I'm going to talk about today, we are going to dive deeper into that in this week. So I really want you to plug into that group if you want to just dig a little deeper. And in there, when you're in there and in the community, I love it because I get to know you. You can give feedback. You can ask questions. You can be in there with like-minded women that just want to grow their faith in God. They want to let go of limiting beliefs. They want to have, just renew their mind with truth, to have that better mindset so they can make a bigger impact wherever God planted them at the moment and wherever he's going to plant them in the future. And that's what I love about this group. I just love growth. I just, I love the group. I love it every time somebody joins. And if I, if I get a chance to chat with you or send you a message, I just love that. I just feel like then when I'm talking here, I have, I know the people I'm talking to. Let's talk about affirmations. So I don't want you to think, you know, if you've listened to most of my podcasts, especially if you went back and listened to my first few, I really talk about, I started this because I didn't like the things that the world taught, especially in my business. Uh, I didn't like hustle culture. I didn't like all this new age stuff about how everything depends on you and the universe brings stuff to you. And if you believe it hard enough, you'll get it. And it was all very self-centered. It felt self-centered to me. It isn't. It didn't feel like God's truth. So that's why I started this. So when I talk about affirmations and I hear affirmations, I'm like, I'm all for affirmations, but from a biblical perspective. That is the difference with me because I think affirmations are great. I just don't think... The way the world puts it out there and New Age spirituality puts it out there is in the right way. So I want to talk to you today about biblical affirmations. And actually, I think this is something that God says in the Bible to do. And I'm going to show you the verse and you're probably going to agree with me. Um, And I would love to hear your feedback on this as well. But why affirmations? Well, one reason is because we get a negative script rolling around in our head. And it can be from trauma that's happened to you when you were a child. It can even be from one instance of somebody saying something to you that you held on to. And a lot of it depends on our personality. Because I don't know if you're the type of person that's like, I don't care what somebody says. I can let it go. I can move on. I don't remember it. Or you may be the type of person that will dwell on it forever and you'll never, ever forget it. I tend to be that I'm going to dwell on it forever and I'm probably never going to forget it if you say something negative to me because my love language is words of affirmation. When somebody says something negative to me, 
it's worse. It's like, I may not even remember the good thing they said, but I'm always going to remember that negative thing. And that's something that I've had to work through in myself. So we can get that negative script rolling around in our head, and then we can believe it. It's hard for us to move forward. It's hard for us to have an impact for God when we have that negativity just going on and on our heads. And what the negativity is most of the time, it's just a lie that we've been led to believe that's holding us back in life. And when I say that, I mean, like when I talk about overcoming limiting beliefs, it's a belief that we've turned into something we hold as truth that's actually a lie is what's happening. And when I say things like it's holding you back in life, this is what I'm talking about. When we start to internalize those lies from Satan, it holds us back from being a good mom, from being a good grandmother. It holds us back from the way we interact with people. And then when God gives us something to do, sometimes we don't do it because we're believing these lies about not being good enough or nobody's going to like me or I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't have the right skills. All the things that we think, even I don't have enough time. Do you know I don't have enough time is a lie from Satan. I want you to think about that today, that these lies are holding you back from doing what God called you to do. Maybe you're still doing the thing that God called you to do. But is, are you just going through the motions? Are you finding joy in it? Are you finding peace in it? I want you to think about that because that's what can happen also. And I know this because these are things that's happened to me. So why do I believe that God wants us to have biblical affirmations? I'm going to tell you. It's in Philippians. And y'all may know this verse. It's Philippians 4, 6 through 8. And, and I got to start here because it says, Do not be anxious about anything. We've heard this, right? But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And then, then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Right? It's going to guard our hearts. It's going to guard our minds. So when we bring things to God, He's going to guard us. And he's guarding us against Satan's lies is what he's doing. He's going to guard our hearts. He's guarding us against the world. He's guarding us against evil and hate and all these things. Okay, and this this is what it says next. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. What is that? It's affirmations. That's what it is. He's saying, think about good things. Think about positive things. Think about lovely things and admirable things and praiseworthy and noble and right and pure, right? Because that's God. And what is God? God is good. God is light. In him is no darkness. These things, when you look at this, all these things sound like light, right? They sound like good. God is love, So these are all good things. So what's the opposite of all that? It's what Satan is. Satan is evil. He's a thief. He comes to kill and steal and destroy. He's hate. He's darkness. He's discord. He's just impure. He's immoral. See the difference? I mean, when you think about and when you repeat those good things that God is, do you feel the difference in your life? Do you feel the joy? Do you feel the peace? And that's why I think biblical affirmations done in the right way is so important. So when I talk about these affirmations, I'm not talking about self-empowerment. Because actually in Galatians 2.20, it says, I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. 
but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. So that's what I'm talking about. Like when you know that in your heart, you know that your life is not yours to live for self-fulfillment, but it's to do things that is going to glorify God. Then your affirmations are going to look different. Does it mean that you aren't going to say things good about yourself? Of course not. God says good things about you. He's fine with you saying good things about yourself. Now, I don't know if you're like me. I grew up with a very conservative background, of course, and then being a woman, like I was taught to be very meek and humble. I've talked about that before. And so what Satan does is he twists that kind of stuff in your mind. Because anything he can do to twist scripture, he's going to do it. That's why you have to dig in the word for yourself and not listen to always just what others teach you. Don't rely on that. Learn it. I mean, I learn from other teachers all the time, but I dig in the word enough for myself that I'm having God speak to me first. Like I'm relying on him first. I'm not being persuaded by persuasive words of a preacher, of a teacher, of someone on Facebook, of something you read. That's what you have to be careful with. You have to dig so deep that you know the difference. So what Satan did is he twists that, and I was not confident in the abilities that God gave me. I was not speaking up for myself when I needed to speak up for myself because God needed me there and God needed me to do that. And I let Satan tell me that, no, you need to be humble. You need to be quiet. You can't say that about yourself. And that was wrong. And so I let Satan get in my head, and that's what can happen. He's always going to use good things from Scripture to try to twist and turn them into something bad. When you know in your heart that, hey, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. He gave me a job to do, and it is to glorify Him. And I'm going to step out there in confidence, and I'm going to do that job for Him with the right heart, with the right intentions, not self-seeking so people will see me but so people will see Jesus. Because if I'm over here quiet, because I'm so worried that somebody may think that I'm self-seeking so I don't step out for God, that's not going to show them Jesus. That's just some things that I just want you guys to think about. That wasn't in my notes, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's out there now. So it can't be deleted. But the other thing about affirmation, so we talk about that, we know before we start this process, we're not self-seeking. And then the other thing is, And this is one that is on my mind daily, and it's kind of like a prayer daily for myself, and thank goodness God brings it to my mind daily. So I am careful, right? So I am careful. And that's Matthew 6, 33. It says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added to you. And he was talking about worry there. He said, you don't need to worry about what you're going to eat or drink or what clothes you're going to wear. I got you covered. Quit worrying about that. Just seek me. And I'll add those other things. And so that's another verse that kind of keeps me grounded. It just keeps me from seeking the world, knowing that God's going to provide. Let me just seek what he wants me to do. Even if I don't understand it, even if I don't know the end result, that doesn't matter. I'm still trusting enough to seek what he wants me to do. And so that's another affirmation. Before I start on the affirmations I'm going to tell you about, that's another one that kind of keeps me grounded a little bit. So I want to go back to when we're talking about that. Think on all of these things and how they're so different from what Satan would want us to think. So if you are in a spot where you have this negative tape 
this this negative conversation rolling on your head over and over and over. I'm not enough. I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I can't do this. Somebody's going to, I'm going to disappoint somebody. Somebody's going to be disappointed in me. Oh, I'm so stupid. Oh, why did I do that? Oh, how embarrassing. I can continue to name about a million different things because I know you're thinking it because I've been through it over and over again myself and I've seen it so many times in other people. But if you keep repeating that, then all it's going to do is it's going to, Satan has you where he wants you. He has you not making an impact because you're so worried about all that. You're worried about yourself. And that may seem crazy because when we say, oh, well, I'm not good enough. How are we worried about ourselves? We are because we are so worried about that we're not going to measure up. We are. We're really more worried about ourselves when we're thinking that way than we're out there doing things. And we're kind of getting over ourselves a little bit. And that's kind of a hard concept to get. And it takes a lot of walking in obedience to God. And so another thing that I want you to think about why I believe that biblical affirmations are really important is if you go back to the fruit of the Spirit, which I know I go back to a lot because the fruit of the spirit is something that we it, it's something that we always need to be producing. But the fruit of the spirit is not something that we actually do to make the fruit. It's something that we become. It's an overflow of walking with God is what the fruit of the spirit is. It took me a long time to get this. But when you go back to Galatians chapter 5, towards the end and verse 22 is where he talks about the fruit of the spirit. But before that, he's talking about first the acts of the flesh. And he goes, they're obvious. And I always like reading these in contrast to the fruit of the spirit. And so I don't know how you study your Bible, but I don't know if you ever do this, but this always opens my eyes when I do a comparison and a contrast. So if you want to dig deep into like biblical affirmations and what God believes about you and what God says about you and what God thinks about you, do a contrast of this is Satan, this is God. Like I have lists like that made when I've been doing Bible studies, like if I've been studying a book of the Bible and, and especially like this one, like these are the acts of the flesh. This is what the spirit looks like. So if you're doing these things, guess what? You're living in the flesh. If you're doing the, if these things are happening, you're producing this fruit, you're walking in the spirit. You're living in the spirit. So it's great to do these like comparison and contrast. So I want you to think about this in terms of affirmations. If we have this negativity going on in our head or things that Satan's trying to get us to do or we're not walking in the spirit, the acts of the flesh are obvious, it says in verse 19. It says sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, witchcraft, new ageism, I'm sorry, is witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. It says, I warn you, as I did before, if you live like this, you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God because you can't live like this and continue to live like this and live in this habitual sin and be walking in the spirit. It doesn't go to your heaven. You have the Holy Spirit in your heart and you're over here living like this forever. Maybe there's a time that you're living like this and you're realizing you're under conviction. You realize, I got to get out of this. This isn't, this isn't what God has for me. But if you're continuing there, you might want to check your heart. You might don't believe a false hope that you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, that you have asked Jesus into your heart. If you're continually living in habitual sin that goes against the word of God, especially when it's an immoral sin. The immoral sin, the reason they talk about it so much in the New Testament is it's devastating to our soul. 
it's it causes us shame and it causes us guilt. It's so painful to us. And it's painful to it's just painful to our spirit. Um, of course, it can be painful to our body too, but it's painful to our spirit. So in the contrast of that, okay, that's all the crap that Satan has for us. That's the world. That's the flesh. That's that's the evil. Look at what the fruit of the Spirit is. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And I love that. So the affirmation of the fruit of the Spirit, just think about that. You know, today I'm going to choose joy. That can be an affirmation for you every morning. If you are struggling with choosing joy because you're going through a hard time in your life, a great affirmation is today I'm going to choose joy. And just saying that over and over again, I choose joy today. And repeat that is going to help you think on these things that are lovely, right? It's going to help get that negative script out of your head. Okay, so let's talk about like, okay, let's put this into some practical terms. I just gave you a little bit of practical just by saying that. But let's talk about routine. Here's just an example of the way this could go for you. And I say first thing in the morning. And if you if you have small children, please get up before your small children. Because if when they're waking you up, or your feet's hitting the floor, and it's hurry up from the moment you say go, with little children or babies or toddlers or, you know, it's just if somebody is begging for your time from the minute you open your eyes, your day is not going to go well. So you need to get up earlier. So you will have that time. I have the fortunate life right now of I'm older, right? I don't have little kids at home anymore, but I remember what it was like and I needed time to myself or I couldn't, I I wasn't a good mother if I didn't, I couldn't function throughout the day. So first thing in the morning, say a short prayer. Maybe your prayer is something like this. I'm just going to read this because it's just um, just to kind of give you some perspective. You need to find the prayer that works for you. And it may be a saint, the same prayer that you repeat every morning. That's okay if it's from your heart. And if you're praying like, God, give me the prayer for the morning. Like, what do I need to say over and over again to you that's going to help me throughout the day? This is one I'm just going to say, God, today is yours. Open my eyes to who you put in front of me today. I pray this a whole lot because I'm, I'm task-oriented. So I have to pray the prayer of open my eyes to who. Not what, but who. <laughs> I have to pray that one. Show me what you want me to do. The direction you want me to take today. Because I can make all my direction all on my own. I'm very planned out. So I can do that. Say, show me what direction you want me to take today. Because today... The direction I wanted might not be the direction that God wanted me to do and the way he wanted me to go. And so I have to remember that. Help me to be self-aware of lies I am believing. I would always pray for self-awareness because this is something that is lacking in our society is self-awareness. So praying for that, but pray to be self-aware of the lies that I'm believing and show me the truth to replace it. But if you're not in his word, it's going to be hard for you to find truth. You got to be in his word. You got to dig those truths out. I have a resource to help you. That's a free resource on my website. If you will go to my website, renewedbytruth.com, and go to, I'm trying to think, it, oh, it just, I think it says um, Renewed by Truth Free Resources. And there's two resources on there. And one is basically what God says about you. And it's just a great starting point. Like if you don't have these verses written down, if you don't have them on an index card, if you don't have some of them memorized, they could, that you could start there with some of those daily affirmations. So be sure and go check that out. So show me the truth to replace those lies that I may be believing. 
And then remind me of who you say I am. Because guys, if you've had a lot of people say ugly things to you, if you've had people verbally abuse you, or maybe you're in a situation that you don't feel like you can get out of at the moment, and you can't even create you can't even create boundaries. Maybe you don't know what that is. Maybe you haven't done that, and you've, you're allowing someone to speak ugliness to you. You need to talk to God about that, and you need to say, you know what? I'm hearing this ugliness, and I'm taking ownership of it. But I know that's not what you say about me. Remind me about what who you say I am and what you say about me. Okay, so quit believing those that ugliness from others. And then let me make an impact for you today. So that's just like an example prayer. But you need to start every morning. Maybe it's before you even get out of bed. Maybe you open your eyes and maybe you just say the prayer before your feet even hit the floor, right? And what do we do next? What do you usually do like first thing more? You go to the bathroom, right? So when you go into the bathroom, this would be a great place for you to have some daily affirmations, especially if your time is super limited. If you have little ones, this is, I always say when your time is really limited, it's when you are caring for littles or you're caring for the elderly, like one or the other, like your time is going to be very limited. So put some daily affirmations in there. So this is what I'm talking about. So let's talk about being a good mom, okay, because I know that that's a struggle that Satan will get in our head real quick over you yelled, you did this, you didn't do this right, your kids are horrible, you're a horrible mom. And then people will say things, people will say things that hurt about being a mom. So I'm going to tell you, you're doing a good job. And this is how I know, right? This is what you're going to say to yourself. You're going to say, God, I'm a good mom because I'm teaching my kids about you. You can say, I'm a good mom because I'm teaching my kids about you. And I'm living by example and I'm showing them a godly mom. And I'm showing mercy today to myself as a parent. That's an affirmation for you. Because you know what? Being a mom is hard. And you're, gonna, you're going to make mistakes. And it doesn't mean that you're not a good mom if you make mistakes. The difference is recognize your mistake. Repent. Ask for forgiveness from God. And te- teach. use that as a teaching tool for your children. You can say, mom is not in a good mood today. Mom recognizes that she's not in a good mood. Depending on their age, you know, you can say, I'm stressed out. You can say, I have a lot going on right now. Mom needs some quiet time. Mom will try to do better. You know, there's so many things that you don't have to be perfect, but don't overlook the fact that you're a sinner too. And you need to show that to your kids. You need to show them that you make mistakes. You make bad decisions. And what do you do? You go into to repentance to a loving God that's going to forgive you, and then you turn because repent means turn. So you turn around and you try to do better. And you know what? You may mess up again, but God's going to forgive you again, but you're trying to do better. And that's what you show your kids. So that's one way that you can talk about being a good mom. I'm a good mom because I'm teaching my kids about you. And then what about this one? So this is one, I might as well quit. I'm not good at this, whatever it is. And let me just fill in the blank. This health journey is not working for me. I might as well quit it. I'm not good at it. I'm not good at losing weight. I'm not good at this business. I've tried. It's not working out for me. I'm not good at learning new things. Technology's hard. I can't learn that. I might as well quit. I'm not good at school. I'm not good at this new job. So if that is one, then this is just an example. It says, God, I'm going to persevere 
because I know that results don't come overnight. And so you can say that, God, I'm going to persevere. And you're going to remind yourself results do not come overnight. But with your help, I'm going to persevere through this. I will conquer this. I will conquer this with you. I will conquer this. And then I have value to give others. And I would say probably 99% of you listening to this right now need to tell yourself this. Because you do. Because God's put value inside of you that you need to share with others. So quit diminishing that and acting like you don't have value. And quit saying, oh, I'm afraid to say that because that doesn't sound like something. I can't say that wrong. Own it because God gave it to you. Why would you diminish the gifts that he's given you? I have value to give others. I will trust that you put me here at this time for a purpose. Whether I know the purpose or not, I'm trusting you today that you put me here for a purpose. I will love whoever you put in front of me today. Because even when we feel like things aren't always going the best in our life, in our business, in whatever that we're doing, in any endeavors that we have, or being a mom, or whatever it is. If you can love who God put in front of you, you are successful for the day. At the end of the day, you can say, God, I was successful because I love somebody today. And you can say that. And I'm giving you permission because God knows your heart. And he knows that your heart is not self-seeking. That you you are here and you're doing these things because you want to glorify him. You want to make an impact for him. You want to spread the gospel for him. You want to do what he called you to do. And he's going to equip you with everything that you need if you will trust in him and you will own it. Like you have to buy into that. You have to you have to take ownership of that. You have to own it and say, ah, he's given me everything I need. I'm going to trust him. So I want you to prayer first thing. Get your daily affirmations that you need and whatever Bible verses you need to go with it. I always have different ones on my desk, on my computer at different times because that's where I'm the most is at my desk on my computer. So if it's on your phone, if it's a number of places throughout your house, in your vehicle, you know, at work, wherever it is, find places to put the verses that God has put in front of you at the moment that he knows that you need to meditate on. And you need to repeat over and over again. That's what meditating on is, repeating that over and over again because it's instilling it in your heart and your mind. And it's renewing your mind with truth. It's transformation. It's sanctification. That's what those verses do for you. This was longer than I intended it to be. I got a little carried away, but I hope this helps you with biblical affirmations. Don't forget, run to my website, grab that resource. You can just save it to your phone. It's a picture. Hop over to our Facebook and join our group. It's in the show notes. So I hope you guys have a great week. Before you go, I would love to hear from you. Hop over to my Instagram and send me a direct message. I respond to all of them personally, and I would love to meet you. If you have felt blessed by today, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review. Take a screenshot of your review or this podcast episode, share to your story and tag me, and I'll give you a shout out. Together, we can help women renew their mind with biblical truth. I drop a new episode every Monday morning, so see you next week.